Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. So if you and or your team are still taking phone calls and receiving vendor supporting documentation via email, you need to authenticate that you are talking or communicating with your vendor. Please visit deborahrrichardson.com slash authentication where you will find a workshop on how to build an authentication reference. This is the answer to the question, are you communicating with your vendor or with a fraudster? Learn more today at Deborah R. Richardson slash authentication. While you may not think you have a problem, If these seven things are happening at your company, they are warning signs that it's time to clean your vendor master file. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 110. Are these happening to you? Seven warning signs that it's time to clean your vendor master file. As accounts payable practitioners or AP practitioners, we all spend much of our day sitting, whether in a meeting or with transactional operational tasks. As a result, we don't move around as much during the day and when our clothes start getting too tight or our cravings are at an all-time high, rather than changing our eating or exercise habits, we may throw on some yoga pants or um, the like, especially in 2020. As some of us already know, COVID-19 has a different implication other than the coronavirus disease that was discovered in 2019. But I digress. I wanted to make sure that I uh, conveyed that there are warning signs for different things. Um, Similarly, there are usually warning signs that our vendor master file is ready for cleanup. And let's look at some of those. Now, what I normally recommend if you listen to my podcast or if you've seen any of my blogs or read any of my blogs, I really advocate for recurring vendor master file cleanup. And that's because the vendor records in your accounting system or ERP that together make up your vendor master file. And this collection of vendor records is the basis for all P2P activity and should always be kept up to date. Now, my recommendation is that the cleanup takes place monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, or at the very least annually. 
especially in uh, unprecedented times like we are in now, keeping up with validations will ensure that controls are in place and processes are being followed to avoid fraud and those regulatory fines. So while you may not think you have a problem, if any of these seven events or seven things are happening at your company, they are warning signs that it's time to clean your vendor master file. So let's go ahead and get started with that. Number one is duplicate payments. Now duplicate payments can be caused by duplicate vendor records. Since accounting systems and ERPs only allow one invoice number per vendor record, eliminating that duplicate vendor record will mean that the same invoice from that same vendor cannot be paid to a different vendor record for that same vendor. Okay, the next one, number two, is returned ACH payments or notice of changes. So did the vendor's bank account number change or vendor's bank merge or get acquired? Vendors never tell us when their banks merge or get acquired. So your ACH payment to the vendor will be returned or you will receive a notification of change notifying you that while the payment was successful, a change had to be made to banking information. And note that if, let's say your vendor's bank account number did change, if the bank account number changed because they switched banks, yes, you're gonna get that um, notice that the payment uh, was returned or you're gonna get that return payment back to you. But if the bank account number changed and they retain the same bank, you may just get a notice of change uh, letting you know that you need to update your information in your vendors uh, on your vendor record in your vendor master file. So you can get a notice of change for um, multiple reasons. Um, so what you can do to avoid that and remember if you get that notice of change and you do not update your vendor's banking information, you're only going to get that notice of change for uh, a short period of time or uh, a low number of notifications before you may be reported um, for a NACHA violation. So you want to make sure that you stay up to date on that. Better yet, you want to make sure you clean your vendor master file so you stay ahead of it. And you can verify the bank branch information which is, again, a lot of the notice of changes because the routing numbers have changed. And you can also verify bank account ownership um, to avoid these notices and the potential NACHA penalties if not corrected in a timely manner. And I will put a link to a blog post that I did on free and paid resources to verify bank branch and vendor ownership, uh, bank ownership. Uh, and you will find that a link to the related, this related blog post. And within that blog post, you'll see a link to uh, that, uh, that applicable blog post. So you can look in, in and uh, take advantage of free and pay resources. Um, but the return ACH payments and notice of changes is a big one. So if you're getting a lot of those, it's time to clean your vendor master file. 
All right, number three, um, we're also looking at something returned. So we're looking at return checks, uh, 1099, 1042 forms. That's going to be big as of the taping of this podcast. We're just going into fourth quarter um, and tax season is right around the corner um, or any other correspondence. So returning those checks, 1099, 1042 forms or any correspondence. So when vendors move, they may or may not let you know. And even when they do send a notice to your company, it may not reach the right team member to make the change. So cleaning your vendor master file, standardizing and verifying the status of your vendor's address will prevent the rework that you have to do when what you send is returned. Um, not to mention, you know, can you say a sheetment um, or rework or penalties? These are all possibilities when you can't reach your vendor. Number four is IRS notices. So for U.S. companies, the annual IRS tax filing is really no picnic to get through. But finding out afterwards that your vendor's legal name and tax ID combination did not match IRS records triggers a B notice process that you have to do that can be just as grueling. And IRS 10 match during your vendor master file cleanup can catch those instances where a vendor changed their legal name and or their tax ID and really didn't think to notify you since they still may, uh, may have been getting paid or maybe they don't have another payment due yet. Um, so they haven't notified you that that's been done. Um, so that's number four. Now, number five is internal and external fraud. So both internal, which is also called occupational fraud, and external fraud means that you have invalid remit information in your vendor master file. Now, you don't know how long that's been going on. Um, that can be hard to tell. So you need to validate all your remit addresses and your bank account information and check recent changes to verify they were requested from the vendor, that they have the backup that is required, that any confirmations you required were done, um, matching that remittance information, um, address and bank account against payroll records is another good um, uh, thing to do. And this can be part of your vendor master file cleanup or just have it ongoing. Um, that should be a recurring process in place to prevent internal fraud. Um, another big thing that you can do as part of your vendor master file cleanup, it's actually the first step that uh, I recommend is to inactivate vendors on a regular, um, regular basis. So your vendor master file only has a minimum number of active vendor records that are open to fraud. So the less vendor records you have that are active, the less potential for fraud. Number six is undeliverable emails. So 
vendor employees transition to other positions within the company and to other companies, making your vendor email address invalid over time. Now, since these email addresses can be used for remittance documents and for vendor master file or vendor record change confirmations, they should be checked to confirm that they are still valid. And this email validation is something new that I've added to my vendor master file cleanup. Um, so make sure you check out a brochure um, if you haven't uh, uh, in the past. Check that out and see what I include. I do have a link to the vendor master file or five day vendor master file cleanup in the show notes if you want some more information on that. So that's number six. Now, number seven is regulatory fines. Uh, did you file a late correction with the IRS because your vendor didn't receive their 1099, 1042 in time and couldn't notify you of a correction? Or maybe you paid a vendor that was on a watch list or an exclusion list like OFAC, or if you are a government uh, buyer, then you uh, need to check your SAM exclusion list. Or if you're a healthcare uh, company, you need to check against the uh, OIG or Office of Inspector General watch list to make sure you're not doing business with vendors that appear on this list. And so as part of the vendor master file cleanup, you need to verify your data and then rerun your vendors against all applicable watch lists so that you can catch any changes or vendors that were added to these lists after you onboarded them or last updated their vendor record. Okay, so that was number seven. And since we had so many this time, I'm gonna do a quick recap of these seven warning signs. Number one was duplicate payments. Number two was return ACH payments or notice of change. Number three was return checks or 1099-1042 forms or any correspondence. Number four was IRS notices. Number five was internal external fraud. Number six was undeliverable emails. And number seven was regulatory fines. Now, one way to ensure that this uh, cleanup process will be done. And I know it's hard, especially at year end, because we're so busy. AP is really busy trying to get all the invoices in for the end of the year, which means you got a ton of vendors you need to add. Um, but one way to ensure that it will be done is just to create a process and assign someone to perform it. And if you have multiple uh, accounting system or ERPs, just make sure it's being done across all and you have an applicable process for each one of those accounting systems or ERPs because the reports can be different. The tables can be different. So just make sure you're taking them all into consideration. Now, if you need tips, um, be sure to check out my free on-demand webinars, uh, eight steps to clean your vendor master file when you're doing it manually. And I have another one called Vendor Master File Cleanup, the tools to validate vendor data and find duplicates. Both of these are free, they're on demand, and you can find them. Uh, there'll be, again, a link um, within the blog post that's linked in the show notes, 
or um, just go over to my YouTube channel and search for Deborah Richardson LLC. I have them posted there as well and make sure to subscribe while you're there. If you do need help, um, I know that again, this is fourth quarter when I'm publishing this podcast and or any time of the year, but if you're getting close to the end of the year, you know you need to send out your 1099s, 1042s. You don't want to risk um, having them come back. You don't want to risk um, having uh, IRS, uh, uh, having to follow that B notice process. So um, click on the five day master file cleanup that will be in the show notes. And uh, I can give you a quick quote and get you a head start so you can get those validations done. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 110th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.